0: And this is what it says in the book of Luke, chapter 15, verse 18. Very, very famous portion of scripture. Most people know it. He said, I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son does anybody see that today make me one of your hired servants he said i am no longer worthy to be called one of your sons make me one of your hired servants and so he got up and went to his father so this is something he was rehearsing that he would say So, he got up and went to his father, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. So, he got up and went to his father, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son. He threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him and he's gonna say what he rehearsed I have sinned against heaven and against you I am no longer worthy to be called your son but the father said to his servants quick bring the worst robe bring the what bring the what And put it on him. Put a ring on his. And. On his feet. Bring the fattened calf. And kill it. Let's mourn. And. For this. Hired hand. This servant, this lost kid of mine was and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. I want to talk to you today on the subject of the father that won't quit. The father that won't quit. Let's pray. God, I thank you because your word is already blessed. There's not a thing that I could add to it that would help it. And there ain't a thing that I could take from it, Lord Jesus, that would ever do it any justice. Whatever it is written to accomplish, it will accomplish exactly that thy word have i hid in my heart that i might not sin against god thy word is a lamp onto my feet and a light onto my path god i thank you for the information that we're about to receive but i ask that you would give us the power of the holy spirit to let the information god become application so that we would indeed always receive transformation renew our minds today renew our hearts I am going to attempt to speak to the fathers today Lord but I ask that you would speak to everyone and Lord draws closer to you for God without you our lives will be empty and miserable it is you who makes the difference. And I just ask that you would make the difference in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. The one job that you don't ever want to fail at is being a father. The one job you do not want to fail at is being a father. Amen, somebody. There's a lot of jobs you can take on, there's a lot of things you can do in life and you have room to fail. And they might affect you personally, some failures might not affect anybody. But there's one job that if you fail at, it not only will affect you, but it has rippling effects in society. A broken man produces a broken home. Whatever the man is, if he's not careful, he can pass on to his children. Amen, somebody. And if you look in society, you don't have to look too far to fix a lot of the problems. It's as simple as restoring order in the family. Amen, somebody. Amen. And when a father is not present, I guarantee you that there will be problems in society. You ever notice on Mother's Day, it's like automatic mom is great, but on Father's Day, we got to kind of like work to be great? You ever notice like mom gets roses and it's mom's day? Isn't she lovely? Isn't she wonderful? (laughs) But on Father's Day, as they sang, you're a good, good father. That's who you are. And and then they got to, you're strong in all of your ways. I said, I'm not fully strong in all my ways. (laughs) You're kind in all of your ways. Failed. (laughs) Then they said, perfect in all your ways. I said, uh, (laughs) kids are blaspheming right now. They definitely ain't singing about me. <laughs> Smart in all of you ways. <laughs> Half of y'all failed. <laughs> That's because the biggest representation of fatherhood comes from God himself. Amen. And so fathers, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. You'll never be like the father. But it doesn't mean that you should quit. Because your children depend on you. And because you're raising children who will take over the world, the weight of the world is on your shoulders. The kids will become what you... Has anybody in this room ever said, I sound like somebody? Oh, snap. I sound like the guy I said I'll never be like. You grow up to become what you've been seeing all your life. I'm a blessed father, y'all. I am a blessed father. Last week I looked at a, into my phone and I saw a picture of Silas getting ready for his first day of school ever, not just his first day of school, but the first day that he will ever start school, he had his big mask on. We were still in pandemic season at the beginning of the year. Didn't know if it was going to last or if you had to put him on zoom for school, but he was excited. And then last week that journey was completed over this year. Silas was on his stage. Graduating kindergarten. And his assignment was just to say the letters. They said the alphabet. And they gave him the letter J. And they said, what does J stand for? And he said, J is for Jesus. Blessed. I'm blessed. And then about... Maybe a month ago, school called me and said, we want you to come and be the speaker at Shai's graduation from elementary school. I promise you, I have preached to thousands of people. I have traveled the world and spoken to cultures I know not of. But when they asked me to speak to Shai's fifth grade class, I depended on the Holy Spirit <laughs> in a different way. I had no idea what to say because fatherhood kicked in. I was going to be able to speak at my son's graduation. And the Lord blessed me to be able to do that. And shy didn't know. And then somebody kind of broke the surprise. And so all we could kept out, Are you speaking at the graduation? I said, I don't know. They made a mistake. You know, I don't speak at those things. And then at the day of, he was glued all eyes to everything his dad had to say. And I was just watching, just so happy. Your children need you, y'all. Last June, my daughter graduated with honors. We, we, we know how hard it was on our children for the last couple of years. They had to, some of them missed their graduations. I know some of you are saying, we missed our prom. Don't worry about that. That caused a lot of problems for a lot of children. Don't worry about this prom thing. You go dress up and wind up and thing. Don't worry about that. You're too small for that. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about that. You ain't missed nothing, dear. I mean, every word of it, too. (laughs) They missed a lot of things, and they had to complete school through virtual learning. And they braved it. The generation has changed, and the world has changed on them. And there are so many agendas that are happening right now as we come out, you know. It is what it is the world has changed it is not the same sometimes i say god i work so hard for this world to raise my kids in this and the battles are different but never forget to give them credit where credit is due and last june i was blessed to watch this girl graduate with honors get a full scholarship finish the first year of college at 17. sick no no, you finished high school at 16. I oh, wow, she only, see? I told you you've been 17 a long time. You've been 17 for like three years. <laughs> I started telling people, my daughter, 18, 19. Then was like, dad, I'm something like, you've been 17 for a while. <laughs> God is good. Then at the Still Rich concert, of course, she demonstrated what God is doing in our life with our art. We went to the Assemblies of God convention, and she did her art on stage in front of a thousand plus students, and right after, the lady who leads the girls department of that said, I would like her to come and begin to minister to girls all over the region. I said, God is good. And I said to the lady, I'd like her to take over the church too. Amen. Hallelujah. She ain't listening to me yet. Amen. But God is good. and and I'm going to leave, I'm going to talk about my eldest in a minute because I love him. The story that we are reading is about the prodigal son. The prodigal is somebody who wastes. And he's called that because he went to his dad and he said, dad, I want my inheritance and I want it now. He's like that commercial, I want my money and I want it now. Forgot what commercial that is. I didn't ask y'all to tell me. <laughs> the Everybody like, I'm like I got you, Pastor. <laughs> that whole section over there watch too much TV. It's my money and I want it now. There you go. Thank y'all. <laughs> Amen. But he took the money, and the Bible says he went to a faraway country and attached himself to a citizen there. That all has implications. And here he is at the point of wasting everything. And unfortunately, some of our children, now watch this, y'all. Sometimes you feel like you're a failure as a father because your children might not be currently living the way you raised them. This is a good father whose son still went amen somebody and unfortunately for some of our children you've got to learn to let go and let God and this man let his son go and unfortunately for him he had to hit rock bottom we know that the people of God Don't touch unclean animals, biblically. He sunk so low that he wanted to eat the food of the unclean animal. While he was there, all the money gone, all his dreams gone, all his big plans done, He begun to figure in his head, there's no way I can ever be a son to my father again. After all I have ever done, there's no way he will take me back. But I'm willing to go back and be a slave to him. To be one of his hired hands, one of his servants. Maybe he'll take me back. I just want a job now. I'll do all the cleaning. I'll do whatever he asks me to do if he just lets me back in the house. The boy decided he was going to go back home. But what he didn't understand was that even though he was out of the house, He was never out of the family. Even though he was out of the house, the father, y'all in here, what I'm saying? He was never out of the family. This story has so many parallels to the bigger story. Adam and Eve sinned. And they were out of the garden, but not out of the family. Come on, somebody. And I want you to know today that that is the nature of the God we serve. That no matter where you go in life, you're not out of his family. He's coming after you. And here's the thing about it. The boy got back home and he made up his mind. Listen to this, that he was willing to stop being a son. But he had a problem because the father wasn't willing to stop being. Oh, gosh. Come on, somebody. Uh, I want to stop right there because I'm not talking about you earthly fathers. I'm talking about the father. He was willing to stop being a son, but the father never stopped being a father. So much so that when the Bible says when he showed up from afar off, the father saw him from a distance. What does that mean? That sounds like every day this father would go out to look for him to see where he is. He is a God that will never quit He keeps coming after those that are his, no matter what. And let me tell you, my greatest lessons about God has come from me being a father. And I want to be the best father I can be. I have failed many times, but every time I fail, I know that failure can can be devastating if you remain where you fail. Failure only wins if you stay where you fell. But the beauty of life is, is that it doesn't, life is not a moment, it's moments. And why I love basketball so much, why I love basketball so much, one of the reasons is because you get 24 seconds to turn around what just happened. You can come down the court and shoot the worst shot in a 10,000, 20,000 in arena laughs at you and boos you. But in 24 seconds, you can make that same arena forget what I just did on that last play. And in life, you might have a bad moment now, but God allows you another moment, and another moment y'all ain't saying nothing to me in this place man y'all ain't saying nothing to me and i don't know about you but i thank god that there was a lot of moments i failed but he allowed me opportunities to fix what i've messed up on to god be the glory and That's the thing about the beauty of the God we serve. He keeps coming after you. He's a father that won't quit on the job. He never stops being a father. He keeps coming after you. No matter what you're doing, this boy is out drinking. This boy is out partying. This boy is out not even caring a a thing about who he is. Yet the father every day gets up and comes and says, he's coming home. He's coming home he's coming home he's coming home he's a father that won't quit and some of my greatest lessons in fatherhood uh, about God has come from me being a father I have learned so much about what God is like when I started having my own children when I saw Sevi was about uh, one year old one I was so young at the time I was in my early 20s and headed off to work i was teaching at the time hallelujah and as i begun to leave the house and his mother left the house he was there and his lips begun to turn purple and he was shaking and I, 20 young 20 year old i didn't know what was going to happen to him i felt things in my heart i've never felt before i begun to worry and panic and do everything i, I didn't care about what society wanted me there's some people that will drop i gotta go to work and figure i didn't care about none of that take the job take whatever all that matters was that he would feel better in this moment i took him to the hospital uh uh, stayed with him would not leave stay stay overnight until they figured out what was wrong with him but i i just begun to realize that if i as an earthly father feels like that when my son is sick Something is wrong with him. How much more? I got a God that is up in heaven that would stop everything just for his children. I got a father that loves me so much that he gave. I felt things about fatherhood that I've i watched Silas at graduation. He's sitting there. Silas is singing his song and he's waving his head. And I'm in the seat crying. Hiding it because I don't want to be no punk. Why is my heart feeling this? To see him succeed, to see them succeed. God gets glory just like I get glory when they succeed. When she get this money, I get this money with or without your permission. Whatever work you do in life that you hold up in the world applauds, I'm right there with you. If you decide to become the president, I'm going to be playing with the nuclear button just for fun. They get in glory. You know, one thing about Savannah, every time I went to her high school, even now, every time I go, they say, how's Savannah? I'd be like, man, you ain't even asking me how. Me. How's she doing? She's so wonderful. She's so this. She's so precious in all of her ways. You're not that perfect. Yeah, you're doing the right thing. You're doing the right thing. Keep going. I'm perfect, too. Thank you, man. I'll, 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 that's exactly what I almost fell and bust my head on the stage. They asked me all that. And one day, the security pulled me over. He said, she's such a reflection of the good job that you do. I said, if y'all only know me. oh, it must be her mother. No, y'all don't know her either. There's a reason she's wearing Draymond today. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. They reflect you. I feel things as a father, and you can relate to this, that my heart shy was born and he was born with his hand at first i thought shy was blind because when they took shy the nurses took him over and they just kept looking at us and they kept doing stuff with his eye i didn't know his hand was born fused together and then i had to take him for surgery he wasn't even months old yet i felt things when i had to You know one of the worst moments of my life i took him up to boston i tried to find the top surgeon in america to look at his hands and i didn't care if i had to pay out of pocket i found a guy in boston at one of uh the boston's children next to harvard that was the guy said he's gonna touch shy met him went out there we drove out there and the day came for his surgery and then they said to me okay give us your son for what? We're gonna put him anesthesia under anesthesia and operate. And I had to give my son. I felt things my heart never felt. And I, as an earthly father, I wonder what God felt like to let his only son go. When Sevi was a teenager, he saw something that I said, Oh my gosh, I wish he would never see that. And I spoke to him about it. We had a mature conversation. I went into the room. He went into his room. And I began to weep. And I said, God, is there a way to erase what he's seen and erase? And then it dawned on me that's what God felt. Is there a way to erase what has happened to them? And he made a way to erase every stain that would ever touch us through the blood of his son. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Oh, gosh. I remember a couple years ago, over five years ago, when my son was now starting college and didn't know what to do with his life. He had grown up in church all of his life. All he had known was church, church, church. He was bored of it. He was like that song. I'm all churched out. (laughs) And it was a period of Christianity. Let me tell you something. The community and the people in Christianity do not know how much of an influence their integrity continuously matters. Listen to me, every person in the community of God. What you do publicly, you might be thinking I'm just chilly chilling, and it is the season. There is a child somewhere in this church that is seeing it. And we had a conversation. He said, "Dad, I, I can't." This is what he said to me. He said, "Man, I just can't be you." I said, "I know, nobody know." I said, "What you mean?" He said, "Man, you 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 almost like." Perfect. I said, what do you mean? He said, I just don't know if I could do church and do what you do like for the rest of my life like that. And I stopped and I, I thought to myself, I got to change this because that was the same way I felt about my dad. I felt like he was perfect. And so when I messed up, I felt like there's no way I could talk to him. And so I told my son. Son, you're giving me too much credit because if you think I'm doing good, it is not me. It is because God's grace is the only thing that keeps me. I, like you, want to quit sometimes. I, like you, don't want to preach to anybody. I, like you, have moments I want to give up. But it is Holy Spirit that works on me. And I know if that spirit ever gets hold of you, what you think is easy for me will become easy for you too. Because it is no longer I who lives, but Christ. I remember when he had that conversation. He doesn't know this. This is probably the first time he's going, is Sevi in the building or went? He's all churched out still. I was driving to pick Savannah up. He sent you out. You can go back in and do whatever you're doing. Get to work. You can hear from in there. You can listen from in there. They're mixing the outstream. I wept. Bucket of tears driving. Savannah School is in the Bahamas. (laughs) I drove for two hours every day. One way. It's a lot of driving. You better get me a car or something. (laughs) But in that car ride after that conversation, I cried for an hour unto God. And said, God. Don't let me minister to everybody else's children. And mine is lost. And I cried when he wanted to do music. He said, dad, I want to do me. I said, son, listen. You don't have to fill the Jesus quota like your dad did. Your dad will come and rap Jesus from beginning to end. The the song will start, Jesus, Jesus, plus Jesus, more Jesus, equal Jesus, 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 Jesus. You get it? By now it's Jesus. Right? I said, you don't have to do that. But can you do me a favor, son? There are things that are detrimental to society that I have not raised you to say or do. You can do whatever you want but please don't be come somebody who is part of the poison but he was seeing christian stars the goal of christian stars is to rap with somebody who was poisonous we don't know how much of a detriment that stuff is to our children when we show them the height of Christianity is to actually touch the things that we're directly against. And with social media now, we've got people doing their stories and all this stuff. And I'm not talking about anybody here. I'm talking to you. And what they do is use a lot of... Never. People watch that. I thank God for the Christian rappers who were in my son's life that just wasn't me. People like T-Wise. Who when he saw his mohawk, he would never admit it to this day. And other rappers who have been there just watching them over years kept their integrity. And still saying when they speak to him. I was blessed. When I went to him and said, You want to do music with me? Just to pick his brain. He is always honored, never ever doing nothing crazy. And he said, Sure, Dad, I would love to do a song with you. He produced a song for me. And then we performed together at the event. And then I started hearing him talk different. Little things he says, he thinks it's bothering me. He don't know how much I go back and rejoice. One time we had a conversation. I said, would you lead worship? He said, I'll lead worship one time, but I won't be a worship leader. He thought I would be mad that he wouldn't be a worship leader. He don't know I was happy one time. And my heart broke when he came into my room recently and he said, Dad, I want to do a full concert. I said, what do you mean? What does that mean? said you know what it is I do he said yeah I want to do that and my heart just begun to because God is a God who will never leave you and when I feel what I feel I can understand why this father was out every day looking because I look at them every day as much as they say she's perfect. I know she has her flaws and her issues and things that she struggle with. But like a father, every day I'm watching. As much as Shy and, and Silas are young, I'm watching every day, Guided, I am never quitting on the job. And I'm living to watch the hands of God steer my children's hearts towards him. I am a blessed man. so excited for what he's gonna do i'm so excited for what i'm going to hear come from my eldest i'm so excited for her her artwork shy is already drawing and doing things i woke up yesterday shy playing keyboard dumb loud on a saturday morning what are we doing and he was playing the organ by the way which was i was mad but i'm like i need an organ though and Silas is always doing, Silas can talk, Silas is definitely, you saw Silas, I feel, I apologize brother Ian, I know you wanted to hear your son on the mic, but Silas would not let him get that mic, Silas said no my man, you just hold the mic, I'm going, and he (laughs) sings his heart out, and my job as a father is to never quit, because that's what I've seen from my father, he has never quit on me, Now, can I go a little further before I close this off? Do you know that in the Old Testament, God is referred to as father very few times? In the book of Hosea, well, it started in the book of Exodus. Well, he doesn't refer to himself as father a few times. He actually shows his fatherhood by calling Israel his son, the children of Israel. You never seen the prophets prayed and say, Father. You never seen throughout the. It was God always addressing Israel as his son. And then when you get to the book of Hosea, this is what he said. He said, Hosea in chapter 11, verse 1. This is what he said. When Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. Do y'all see that? Go on. Look at what verse 2 says. But the more they were called, the more they went away from me. They sacrificed to the Baals and they burnt incense to the image. Then you get to the book of Matthew chapter 2 verse 15 look at what it says where he stayed until the death of herod this is the birth of jesus and so it was fulfilled what the lord had said through the prophet out of egypt i called my son but this time he wasn't referring to the nation of israel He was referring to Jesus. Watch the stars contrast between the Old Testament and New. Just in the four Gospels alone, Jesus addressed God as Father over 175 times. You go from Yahweh, Jehovah Jireh, El Shaddai, El Elion, all these different names. You get to the New Testament. Father. Father, I know you've heard me. Father, forgive them. Father this, Father that. Everywhere, Father, Father. Teach us how to pray. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they think this, that, that, that. But when you pray, go close the door and say this. Our. Whoa, whoa. At that moment, he's doing something crazy. He says... Not only I can call him Father, but when you pray, he is our Father. And then there's a word that is used by him, that is used by two people, really. It's become popular. We sing it in songs. It's a word that we say. It's called Abba. We say Abba, Father. Jesus prayed it when he was in Gethsemane. Even though he said "father" so many times, theologians argue if he meant "abba" every time. But one time was for sure, and what that word goes with it—it's it, it, like it's—you know—some people argue how simple is it because they would use it in regular language even to today, right? It's an Aramaic word that just simply means the, the equivalent of when you say "papa," "dad," "daddy." It made it so personal. You will say father to somebody, but if you start saying daddy or papa, that's very personal. But also with it goes this connotation of you are Abba and you're my authority in whatever you say I'll do. So when he gets to the garden, he just doesn't say father. He says Abba father, meaning that you're loving your dad. And I trust you, but I'll also honor you. And he goes and he dies. And then Paul says this. Look at this, y'all. I'm getting ready to close. In the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 14 to 15. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God the spirit you receive does not make you but the boy was willing to become a a hired hand, a servant he was willing to be that but not when you connected to the father we connected to he said That you are not slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. That's what Abba is. Adoption to sonship. Now, adoption here does not mean the same as you. Adoption here means take somebody else who parented a child. And for whatever reason they don't want that child, make them yours. This does not mean that. This means to really have true sonship. So when you see the Bible here saying that we have been adopted into sonship, God is trying to say and the apostle is trying to say Just like you have a real earthly father that's your pops that you can run to. Just like my kids can run to me. Just like Savannah, you can come to me for anything. Just like anybody can come to him for anything, anything, anything. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to our Abba. He's God. He's God. He can come... I can go talk to him. He, he, this is what he's saying. He's saying that you, you are not, you're not an adopted child who don't fit in. You have sonship. You are joint ears with Christ. Look at what he says. He says, you receive does not make you slave so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. Now that has a lot that goes with it. Because once you claim somebody's your father, there's a character trait that is expected. And somebody says, I'm from such and such. And there's an obedience that he's called us to. He's a good father. The whole. Whole Bible the whole story is about a God who created man and men who looked at him and said we want to go do our thing and when they hit rock bottom and they deserve death and they no longer his and they were willing to not be his son he gave His Son, so that we can become His children. So that we can walk back into the house, and when we walk back in with all all our baggage and all our mistake, and say, "God, I'm cool if you just let me be a slave in Your house," He says, "No." you will never be a slave you will never be a hired hand you are a son and I don't know who I'm talking to this morning one time my greatest lesson about God and his love for me came When one time I was thinking about my children. And the spirit of God asked me, is there a thing or a place they can go that would ever make them not your son or your daughter? And I said, Lord, there are places and things they might do that might hurt and disappoint me. But they're mine. And I won't want them to live in the way they would want to live. But I'll never stop loving them. And I'll never stop going after them. And I'll never stop. My doors will never be closed to them. They will always have access. And the Lord said, that is what my son did for you. He has made a way that you will always have access. And there ain't a place that you will ever go that God will not love you today. And it is that love that I see that changes them. And it is that love that I see that changes me. And when you begin to find out how much he loves you, your life will never be the same. All you will want to do is please your father. All you will want to do is lift to glorify him. No matter what this world throws at you, it's not as good as what God has got for me and i'm seeing that in my children i'm seeing my children honor my home i'm seeing my children as they make decisions in life i'm seeing my elders i'm seeing them come and work hard i've seen them come during this i got my summer plan god uh, dad i've got this this is what i want to accomplish i'm not going to make this decision i'm seeing things that i've instilled i've seen her i see my this morning my son come to me i said we need to write a new song for you and your brother he come to me this morning and said dad we got to start working a new song we should call it splash brothers I said bro you only six years old i'm seeing what is in dad in them why because i'm spending time with them i'm loving on them and i won't quit when they're 50 60 as long as i got breath in my lungs i'll keep going after them i'll keep going after them no matter what mistakes they make and i want you to know that's the same thing god is doing When you were young and bugged, when you took that weed smoke, he said, I didn't like that, but I'm coming after you. And when friends turned up with you and was laughing, and when you were shaking something and twisting something and doing all of that. And when you got hurt, and when somebody left you and broke your heart, and when people used you, and when people mocked you and they walked out on you, and they left you at your dirtiest of moments, even though you left God, he did not leave you. We used to do a play back in the days when we used to try to demonstrate when you go to the club, you got to leave Jesus at home. I've discovered after years after years that Jesus even went with you to the club that he was there when you smoked he was there with you when you drank when you put the gun in the back when you wanted to run up on somebody when you went through crazy times he was there with you and he's coming after you and he loves you so much now don't get it twisted this is not the type of love the world talks about the love the world talks about is leave me let me do whatever I want but if I let you do whatever you want you are gonna kill yourself if you're drinking poison I'm not gonna let you drink poison he's got the type of love that sees you how you are but he loves you enough to come where you are and change who you are let me tell you something this dude here is one of the most talented dudes listen to tons of music tons of me we argue all the time who's the greatest he don't know that i'm the greatest we argue all the time we go back and forth back and forth we have fun with it we talk about talent we do, do, do things we and we argue and argue and one day I said, I got to let him just listen to whatever music he listened to and just let him be, Lord. And the Lord said, what stupidness you saying? That was the last time Kendrick Lamar paid a bill in this house. That was the last time Drake paid a bill in this house. I said, that voice ain't going to be louder than mine. I would go in the room, right? This facts, and I would argue. Why are you listening to And I would argue and fight and fight and fight and fight. And it's uncomfortable. Sometimes I don't feel good. But you know what I'm doing? I'm not quitting on you, son. I'm not quitting on you. I'm not giving up on you. I'm not giving up on you because I know who made you. I know whose you are. And I know he's got purpose for you because he's done it for me. And I've seen the things of the world. There's a way that seems right. But the end is destruction. And I want you to know if you're a father, this building keep going after your children don't let the culture take them here's the last one and the devil will want to come tell you you don't qualify because you messed up you don't qualify because listen i believe the best thing a father can do for his children is love his wife Have no apologies to make it was never meant for broken home to happen if that makes you mad take it up with God but it happens it happens and the enemy would use your broken state to tell you you don't qualify I have discovered that what he's trying to tell me makes me unqualified is probably my greatest weapon to qualify me you say what does that mean I don't go to my child and try to hide the mistakes I find that the biggest lessons I give to them is from my mistakes I did that I did exactly that you don't have to do that so what does that mean don't go arguing with your kid why you had to leave Go tell your kid, that was not the way God wanted it to be. I messed up. Be honest. Because they'll always think when they get married, they did it. You don't want that for your children. You don't want that in their home. So let them know where you messed up at. And apologize. Pride brings, oh gosh, I'm preaching today, man. Be the voice in your house, man step back up don't quit as long as you got life keep going keep trying to be a father over your children keep doing what you got to do because you've been given an example of a father every day the bible says was looking at a far off and when he saw him he said give bring the ring start the feast because my son who was dead is now alive that's what being a father is all about. Keep going. And where you've messed up, the good father will pick up. Shall we bow our heads and close our eyes? God, I thank you today for all the men in this church.